Count us off, Brendo. Three, two, one. Brendo, Brendo, Brendo. Wherefore the Brendo man comes. Comedy, contest, depression, and funds. Wherefore the Brendo man comes. Comedy, contest, depression, and funds. Wherefore the Brendo man comes. Comedy, contest, depression, and fun. Creasy, crashly, comedy, contest, consulting, coaching company. With our first repeat guest, the dulcet tones of Adam Posse, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome back. Where are we, Brendo? What? Where are we? What are oh, we? Oh, this here? is Radio Brendo Man. I'm Brendan Creasy. I'm his brother. We got. Hi, my name's Adam Posse. I was Portland's third funniest person in 2016. There you go. We need him here because this is a busy night. This is in honor of the uh, Monday night triple dip. We are triple dipping contest round starting with Sunday, July 18th. The round I was participating in, spoiler alert, my last round of the uh, 2021 uh, Battle Royale. Uh, and uh, Wednesday, um, last night, it's early this morning. We're going to cover all of them. It's wild. Wild, wild week. Three, the rare Sunday night 7 p.m. contest round? Holy shit. I, fun fact, I was almost a no-so to that one. Fun fact, I saw you edit your Facebook post from Sunday at 8 <laughs> to Sunday at 7. I thought it was starting at 8. And then, uh, my good friend Ross, shout out to Ross Pasek. Downvoted champion, Damn. Ross Pasek. Don't, don't make enemies. Because uh, they'll downvote you. Because he hit me up and he was like, hey, I thought you said this was at 8, but just so you know, it's at 7. I was like, well, I should probably put some pants on. Put some pants on and get to the contest. Sunday was so long ago. Luckily, I took some good notes. Brendo Man's on the Brendo Meter uh, LPM adjusted laughs, so we can always know, semi-objectively, you know, hey, how many laughs over the course of the set they got? We'll be checking in with that. But for Sunday... I decided to just note the opening and closing lines uh, of the sets. So for this first recap, we're going to do things a little different. I'm just going to start re- listing, reading the opening and closing lines. And Brendo and Adam, whose brains are jumbled by a full weekend of contesting and shutting down the high dive. Shout out and to you. Definitely not drinking a bunch tonight. No, definitely not. So we'll we'll get to some of the opening and closing lines right now. Of uh, whatever I lost track of the number. July eighteenth, Sundays, Sunday the eighteenth. This is this is one of my favorites. Uh, this is one of ooh. This one might be tricky. Opener. I need an alibi. Closer. Uh, if anyone asks, I was here from seven to nine. I'm gonna go with Christ. But no. I think, think that, that was, uh... Christ is the one-name comedian of this round, who had a strong showing, strong enough to power him through. No, I remember that, and I don't think it was It Christ. wasn't! It was a trick! Because the opener and closer had serial killer vibes, but I it wasn't... It was, was it Robbie? It was Robbie Bacchus. Uh, Robbie Bacchus had a great set, I thought. First-timer. That's one of my juicy gems. First-timer. Remember him? He went up uh, after In my defense, I've been hosting every round of this competition. (laughs) 
And so a lot of people are going to get lost in the shuffle. And Rabbi Bacchus... I can't read my notes. If you're listening you want to keep doing this, I'm sorry, but I don't even remember you. Uh, yeah, he, he did open up. But what are your... Th- oh, he you- talked about his pandemic calves. Well, he talked about his calves. He did football. He has some football jokes. I love a good sports joke. Um, does Port, do, do Portland crowds always appreciate sports ball humor? Only if you call it sport. It's one of those towns, so. Um, I thought it was great, especially for a first timer. Okay. Uh, here's another, uh, first line. Mm-mm-mm-mm-mm-mm. Oh. Uh, broke up with my girlfriend. Actually, uh, she broke up with me. Want to have more time to focus on ourselves. Sort of a thing. Um, and then he closed with, um, a bit about uh, how the heat wave and, uh, how people would go up to folks and say, you look hot. Was that Christ? That was Christ. That was Christ who, I wish I had done this. I wish I had found Christ during the stall set and done one of my favorite things is because I'm such a veteran in the comic. I know like who's new, who's what. I've seen this contest around and I've done this successfully before. So I go up to a young comic that had a fire set and I just tell him, you're going through like very confidently. I'm like, hi, I'm Carson. Do comedy. And then usually what happens when I do this, they do go through. And then for the rest of their lives, they're like, this was my first fan. He believed in me. I was even voted and he knew. I was like, dude, that set was strong. You know what would be even funnier if you went up to him after someone clearly killed, like clearly could walk off the stage and feel super confident with what they did, and like you went and found him and be like, hey, those people are full of shit, man. You're awesome. Tough <laughs> <laughs> <Death> crowd. <laughs> What did you think of of, uh, of Christ's set, Brandon? I liked his whole Ted Bundy. Yeah. I'm my, a psycho. My helium notes were young, sexy serial killer for uh, for Christ. And we were talking about it. It's one of those sets where I think I've seen it at crummy mics, but I didn't see the, the full picture. And what I learned just by chatting with Christ a little bit is I think he comes from like a, you know, studied film. In college, so he has that storyteller, so he can envision. If I open my serial killer stuff, there's going to be this tension. I have to resolve it. I'm going to refer to this hat. That's a part of the bit. I'm sorry, it makes you prop comic. I love it. It's not a bad thing. He had a hat, it's a very specific hat to the bit. <laughs> it was great. We got Brendan without water coughing all over the mic. This is going to be a great podcast. Sorry, I'm sorry. The best podcast in the world. It is. Actually, one of my uh, better punches just came naturally from a conversation with Christ. It was uh, in the early days of my Girl Scout cookie joke. And uh, at some point in the joke, I shit on shortbread cookies. (laughs) And me, him, and his then-girlfriend were... (coughs) Sorry. Is your are you going to interrupt the jam like that with your coughing? <coughs> your coughs are more important than anyone. Is this the Delta say. variant? <laughs> we love you, Brendo. But anyway, we want it remedied more than anything else. Yes, I just needed some water. I'm okay. And what do I ask for every podcast, bro? 
What do I ask you before everybody? I asked if we had any waters, and he said no. We have a faucet and cups. Okay. My bad. Oh, I only drink my water out of cans. Only okay, okay. Anyway, it sounds like death. The best water in cans. What a scam that is, water in cans. It's brilliant. Is the like they're like okay. We're selling water, but we'll give it a hardcore name. It's also good <coughs> because it's not in a plastic bottle. <coughs> and now the Proud Boys are so hydrated. Awesome. Well, let's try. Uh, let's try. Oh, this is this is one of my favorites. All right, we're still trying to open her and close her to get right. us through the first round. You ready, Brenda? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, hi. So when people get sober to get closer to God, do they still drink in a liquor store? Bridget Bennett. You got it. You got it. That sounds like a Bridget Bennett. I should have just done her signature line, the funniest line. Bridget Bennett, I've I've known her since she started comedy. She's an OG Portland comedy fixture. You're one of Portland's funniest. She did first comic. Uh, first, my first time ever, and it was great. I think I talked about it previously, but she had this line. She, she plays with a lot of tension, intentionally, unintentionally. The, the audience is like, is, is this a character? Her presence is, 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 uh, how would you describe Bridget Bennett's presence? Stage presence. Cause she's composed. Yeah, but it's very, she's chill vibe. Very chill. Very chill. In the moment, doesn't care how well she's doing, obviously, sometimes. Well, she, like, she got a little combative with the audience a little bit. Yeah. Well, she's, well, she wasn't, like, <laughs> combative, but she was like, I have more time. She's like, I got more time. That's right. She was, like, she was so patient. Some people, like, rushing, rushing, looking for, like, she saw the line. I was like, oh, I got more time. I'll no, she had too here. much time because of all the boys... Boyd Sterner says she goes ah what should I talk about (laughs) I think I think that was a bit I think she was being meta she was commenting on how funny it is when people who don't know what to say just keep saying that as someone who's known her for seven years I'm gonna go ahead and say she wasn't yeah I'm gonna say she showed up that like a days ago which does lean into the funny so what but what I appreciate more than that is the honesty honesty Speaking of honest, I love a good sharp turn. You know, don't even try a transition. Just let it moving on to the next. And she had this great transition where she was probably working on her Portland. Like, Portland's all boarded up. Chunk, like, Portland, what's going on? Then did a U-turn to, um, so, uh, I think I'd be good at rape. Yeah. I mean, we're doing mid, mid we're doing preliminary yeah, awards. This is a strong contender for rape joke of the contest. I'm willing to bet that my laugh was audible from the green room. When I heard that, I was like, so nothing? <laughs> so just... <laughs> I loved it. I loved it. What she say after that? She said something like, yeah, I'm, I'm pretty strong. I need to get stronger. It's kind of like... I'm sorry. She was very. She ranked very high on the Brendo scale. She. I mean, they're laughs. They're not. Am I? Am I laughing because I am uh, sympathetic to this comedian who's trying their best, but it's just in their own world? And I love the Bridget Bennett world. 
Okay, ready for some first... Uh, here's an easy one. Here's a softball. Uh, I look like Hagrid's community college years. That's Kyle. Kyle. Kyle Adams. Um... And he did his, uh, he closed with one of the last things out of his mouth was the sound effect, the, that was one of the last things. I forget what bit it's connected to, but he closed with the sound effect. Kyle was, um, Kyle gets the, um, white men can't jump award of the night. And that's when I didn't advance one of my favorite comments, one of my favorite people. Uh, and you know, sometimes when you lose Billy, you win. And sometimes when you win, you lose. Didn't didn't get that comedy semifinal gold, but uh, gave him some hugs afterward. A couple of us encouraged him to go down and, and cleanse cleanse the contest at the Falco Pub. And Kyle, yeah, great shout time. Out, shout out to Falco's, Jamie Stewart. Jamie Stewart's Falco Pub, right next to a strip club. I thought they were going to search my ukulele for a gun on the way in, uh, and I wanted to tell them that this machine does kill fascists. Um, but yeah, Kyle had a round. You had a Woody? Guthrie? Yeah, I want to, I want to get one of those stickers for my ukulele and then do like a double reveal. Reveal the ukulele and then lift it up and on the back is a sticker. If I um, had that, maybe I would have advanced. Well, Coach Kyle, let's coach up Kyle. What do we say to Kyle, our boy? Our sweet, sweet dark prince. Who sometimes the audience just isn't on board with our sad clown. I had him... Laugh-wise, he did good. Laugh-wise, yeah. Laugh-wise, it was a low-scoring night, it looks like. It was. It was a very low-scoring night. It's a good night. People popped the 30s. Um, I'm seeing a lot of single digits on you on the Brendometer scale. And Brendan just tracks the laughs objectively. Doesn't give extra points for pandering or deductions for hackness. He just tracks how the audience response is. I don't... Uh, it's so hard. Uh... I'll say this. I think Kyle is exponentially better than the jokes he told on that night. I think so. I know that for a fact, actually. Like, um, he's at the five-year mark where... Oh, it was real weird, but... Love it. This is a podcast inspired by Pete Holmes. We love it when you make it weird. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Kyle's natural shit came from, like, a, a very dark place. And it's not that it's not dark anymore. It's just that it's... I just know that he's better than what he's doing right now. I know that for a fact. Uh, the jokes that I heard him tell that night, I know he's better than those jokes. It was a tough because, and we'll, we'll jump to this one. And I'm not saying those jokes don't work or aren't good. I am just saying what I know about Kyle is better than those jokes. Opening line. Where are all my hot dads at? That's Amanda Arnold. Uh, and closing line. That's where they do the test. Referring to skinny people doing cocaine, but pulling down their mask to do it, sticking a dirty-ass $10 bill. It's a great bit. So Amanda advanced. Amanda has never not advanced, to my knowledge. Um, and the audience got 
a healthy three minutes of Coke jokes. And here comes Kyle with more Coke jokes. Is yeah. that, that, that doesn't help sometimes. Yeah, that was a little unfortunate because I have in my notes on Kyle, on both Amanda and Kyle, cocaine. Cocaine, cocaine, cocaine. And preview to tomorrow's night, cocaine, cocaine works in the contest yeah. for some, but not for Kyle. I thought Amanda like ended, she got right out at 4.30. She could have kept going. Maybe she left some, she left some time on the table, but hey, she's a pro. She did. Yeah. What she came to do. It affected her Brendo score, but she still advanced, so. Amanda's hey. not telling jokes for your score, bro. She's telling jokes for money. She's a pro. Yeah. Well, hey, she hit it. She hit it. Yeah. And we had seen her do a similar set at the backyard show. It was a much longer version, and it was crazy to see her compress it into 4.30. Oh. I liked it. I'm glad Amanda advanced. I was worried too. Like it would have been a shocker if she didn't advance. And I thought uh, she, she her jokes, the jokes when she hits. I love Amanda's pacing because it's like ramble, 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 huge punchline. Ramble, ramble, ramble. Oh, you didn't know these ramblings were connected. Huger punchline. And when this, she hit her punchlines, out of the park. She wasn't at her best that night, but you can still tell. Who really does this? Yeah. And, like, that's something that never leaves her set. And honestly, like, some comics, they do enough 20-minute sets, half-hour sets, headlining sets. It's harder to do a five-minute set. Like, asking Amanda to do five to six is harder than asking a first-year comic to do five to seven. It's hard. It's hard. But she did it. She did it. Um, here's here's a, here, Here's an opening line. I thought 2020 was going to be my year, and that reps right into um, a bad rap, a deliberately bad rap for comedic effect. That was Jarrell. And he closed with a feet bit. Yeah, I have rap and, and feet, feet for yeah. Jarrell. You are these. The audience doesn't know you. What you close with, what what hits your hardest, that's your identity to them. <laughs> so rap feet. Like he had a lot. It looks of- great, by the way. Yeah, like it wasn't. I don't think it hit with the audience in the same way, like, but they definitely resonated with the audience. Like, Jarrell is a handsome, well-dressed... Yeah, the presentation, for sure. Black gentleman. He was wearing a fedora, right? He, he was looking so good in that fedora, I thought he could single-handedly make Scott come back again. <laughs> That's how good he looked in it. So here's a little behind-the-scenes. We hung out at the high dive after, and we made fun of Jarrell's outfit for at least an hour. And not because it looked bad. I will say he looked amazing, but it gave us enough entrance points to be assholes. To Probably a good time to bring Very up. tight white jeans, suspenders, a fedora. I mean, like, what do you want? Jarrell Newsom was and is Adam Posse's pick for hotshot headshot of, of this podcast. Different so, outfit in the headshot, still worthy to be roasted. Yeah. I remember the shoes. I remember looking like... I couldn't stop looking at the shoes. Like, a lot of comedians, self-included, I bring out the Jordans only for big shows, right? And sometimes that can be distracting. Because sometimes I'm like, I'm like, I'm not listening. I'm looking at the cool shoes. Might have to be comfortable. Might have to be doing... They have to be comfy. I don't know what I'm going to wear in my... 
I don't have a lot of Ooh, clothes. How's this for a baller opener that was set on the Sunday night? Clean. This oh. was some clean, but here's a first line. Applaud for me. I'm very good. And then closed. With that was Shane. Yes. Peterson. Oh wait. No, that was Pete. That was Pete Young. That was Pete Young. That was his opener. He's the, apparently he stole from Shane, who wasn't even in this room. My bad. I didn't. I don't think he stole. No, it was just a funny line. I just think it's funny. I used to love the whole like "Give it up for me." I like that opener too. Some some opening lines are shareable. First time I heard it was. Uh... Yeah, we're not gonna talk about him. Yep. <laughs> Even though I will do that. Yeah, you can you can you can steal certain things from canceled comedians because fuck them. There's an off mic conversation we need to have about a stolen joke. There we go. I will profile it later. Eliza Butler op- for open the show. Um, that was ha- a good break open. Had ha- to. She did the. She did something that I wish more comics would do, which was uh, respond to Adam's intros. What was the intro of the night? This was the night where Adam wasn't onions, but she did something. She responded to your intro and had to kind of addressed it, which I thought was a good move. It's a pro move. Was the Arlo intro? It was the Arlo. It was the Arlo. Yeah. So, so this was the night. Okay. I forgot where you do it. Do you do the, what was the intro? Arlo Weirhouse's uh, past winner of the contest. Very dear friend of mine. Who's in attendance. They happen to be in attendance. And so I made it a point to say your next comic coming to the stage. Agrees with me that Arlo Weyerhaeuser is a piece of shit. And that was said with love. Twelve times that night. Nine times, however many comics there were. Not enough times. Closed <laughs> with a rad bit about DNA cave painting and liking her hair being pulled. I thought she had a great set. I loved it. I I, I like Eliza a lot, and um, I would... I'll say this right here. I'll, I'll invest in her as being the future of the scene. Future, right there. I, I think Eliza's got a lot to offer. That's awesome. Um, I think some work and some tuning up, and then you got a monster on your hands. Uh, night this Sunday night also includes my hot shot headshot of the week, which has to be Bridget Bennett. Loyal listeners know. Go to heliumpresents.com. Find the performer headshots and just have fun. And you'll be uh, greeted by Bridget Bennett sticking your tongue, sticking her tongue out at you. Um, and it is a delight to behold. That has been my hotshot headshot of the week. And that brings us to the end of Sunday. Adam got some sleep Monday. Tuesday, we're back at it. Tuesday, I'm not sleeping the night before because it's, it's my contest round. And when I got back, I went up, I think, 6th, even though it was scheduled to be 8th. A lot of cancellations, a trend of this contest. We're trying to explain it. Yeah, no it. Drew Baca. No Drew Baca, no John. Uh, Chris Johnson was scheduled to be the first one up. Didn't make it either. He's okay. He's fine. We love him. Um... But yeah. I don't know where my notes are for this. You don't remember the note, but I was there, bro. This was my night. 
I had, I do know that I had you at the top of the Brendo meter. Well, I was so that say might be a little biased. When I met, when I was uh, in the green room, we ready for my set. Posse, he's, you know, this is his second. This is his second of three contests in uh, uh, four days. He's sweating. There was a fire alarm, and he's like, Carson, this is the wildest night I've had. Most chaotic. I said it during my stall set. It was like, this is the most batshit round. What made it so batshit? Well, to open up, the opener comes, is sitting in the front row. No, 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 no. The opener wasn't there. Chris Chris Johnson Johnson. was the first comic on the list. And it was the first time, uh, at least this year, that any of the no-shows weren't there. So it was like... Alright, and also, like, without anything being said, that one affected me emotionally. Yeah. And, um, that I gotta go on, and I just gotta have faith that this guy is gonna be in the green room, and he wasn't. I walked, I, I, I announced the next comic, I don't remember their name, Carson? Jack Comu. Jack Como. Como. So some respect. <laughs> Jack you Como. You guys did it wrong. I was like, Jack, come on. And I walked back into the green room, ready to walk back out because he wasn't there because I saw no one in the green room. Yeah. And I was like, all right, I'll read the next fucking name off. Then I opened the curtains and Jack is on stage because he, he was, was sitting, sitting right next to me. He, he was ready, waiting. He came in through the front. I think he missed the orientation. He for sure missed the orientation. Or maybe he went to the orientation late and all he heard was the end of the night instructions of, yeah, just enter from the house room. Which, I mean, even when they do, it was weird because entering the helium stage from the crowd, which they had us doing during the pan, during the early mm-hmm. pandemic revival, feels so weird. Yeah. And in a packed house contest setting, it's like the creature from the Black Lagoon rising from the darkness and it's like, I've been one of you the entire time. It wasn't a meta bit. It wasn't Schauberger trying to like have a plan or something weird. He just didn't know what and he was doing. And then he did doing. eight minutes, I heard. And he did eight minutes. Nine. Okay. Nine. I told people seven, but apparently. It was a lot. Was, oh God, well, the poor guy. I was like, I tried to, t- I was telling him, I was like signaling to him because he's like, I can't, the light hasn't gone on yet. I'm like, it's on, it's right there. Like, but like, I would like to mention, maybe he's colorblind and that red light kind of blends in with the lights that it's in between. I mean, it's possible because he was looking right at the light and still going. Do you remember any of his bits? He talked about being old, old. and he talked about like, he made a Trump joke. Love it. The and rest of it was off mic though, cause he kept pulling, he kept the, pulling mic the mic away from his face, cause he would accentuate with the mic in his hands. But he'd be like, hey, you ever been to Target? You know the thing? Fill in the blank comedy. Fill in the blank. Uh, yeah, I didn't, I didn't see him. But I do remember he did score pretty decent on the Brendo meter, cause the audience was they behind were, him. They were, they were ridiculous. They were yeah. wanting to support him. Uh, I didn't see him until at the end of the night where he again came to the stage from the audience and I'd heard about it. I was like, oh, this guy is like, cause you hear he's an old dude. That could be mean something, somebody looks like me, but this dude looked like he was lost at an old person's, like he had gotten off. He got, he had, you know, he had, he had been sprung from the old folks home and this was his like bucket list night out <laughs> and he just found himself in a comedy contest. <laughs> Boom. Pretty accurate way of putting it, actually. 
And then Jen, that that I I didn't see. He at multiple points had to uh, forgot his material. Yeah, but the crowd encouraged. And shout out to the helium contest crowd. Hey, they knew they were coached. They're like, hey, support everybody, not just the people you're going to give those one votes to. So you were a part of making that happen. You set you set the table, Jack. Jack fucking ate the meal. That's what you do after you set a table. You set a table. Eat it. Nice man. Um, loved it. I didn't see, I, I didn't see much of the show. Matt, did Matt show up? I don't know. Matt Kasanke? Yes. Yeah, the only note, the note, he was not one of the no-shows. Okay. How'd Matt do? It was fine. Like, it was, uh, who's the obvious non-comic? Was he the polyamory guy? Um, I couldn't tell. Yeah. You. Oh, yeah. I think so. Yeah, we saw him at Kelly's. One of my one of my fans was like polyamory guy. He, he wanted he wanted to have his cake and eat it too, which is a hard. He wanted to shit on polyamory, but also be like, oh, by the way, I'm all about this life. And I think the audience was kind of when you do that, when you said she's like, I had, I struggled. I did a rant about the ukuleles, but I love ukuleles. It's a hard line to balance of shitting on something. We'll be there when we get there. Yeah. We'll get them right there. Spoiler there was a ukulele there the whole time. Kind of like a magic trick. And then coming up fifth, someone who made me nervous from the moment I saw I was in his round. Because what helped, you know what helped in a contest? Likeability. And up next was Dan, uh, father of the Portland comedy scene of the year. Um, he feeds us hot dogs at his golf club open night. <laughs> Dan Wianco went up and this is why you want to be happy for your peers, even if they're in your round. Had the best set of his life. He's been working hard. He, I heard, I heard, I could hear the laughs from the stairs during Dan's set, and I was like, oh, it's going to be a battle tonight. Um, me and Dan are three months into being like really close. Like, uh, you guys are pandemic buddies? Got close during the reopening phase? Post-pandemic, yeah. The reopening phase. Yeah, we we have some mutual friends that share a lot of interest. It's golf-based. My former roommate and a very dear friend, Sam Whiteley, works with Dan Wiongo. Was the house packed with club pros? Is that how I lost? No, <laughs> That's how it was. Clint House is all golf pros, but bro, I can't believe it shut down. But no, and uh, Dan... Uh, I got caddyshacked uh, by Dan. Dan is a, a lovely human being. He's someone who I've been watching do comedy for a couple of years. But, like, he just, uh, this one set figured it the fuck out. All narc and handsome. That's what you need. That, that is one of the best jokes of the fucking comedy. Yeah, and it's, it, here's why it's so important is because it's like, you gotta visualize the ballot sheet. There's this grid of boxes. There's a small room for notes. The best sets, someone will always have a, you know, you can guess, like, well, what would the, what would the thesis statement in five words or less, or around that many be for this comic, and tall, narc, and handsome. Oh my goodness. So Dan's opening joke is, I look like the guy who would sell you coke, then bust you for buying it. And then uh, he calls himself tall, narc, and handsome. And the, the it's like, the joke is a, the setup is a joke. It's a really clean, perfect, beautiful... Here's why jokes like that, the look-like jokes that are hit really hard are so important, is because we are all nobodies to this audience. Yeah, no... And so if you can give them a cheat code to your persona, to your comedy voice in three words, 
and then oh, forward tall narc and handsome. Yeah, that's that's exactly what you want. And and also it's gonna look good on merch. That's a bumper sticker line. Good job, Dan. And also, dude, partying with Dan afterwards. Um, that's oh, what that you was want. wild. If you don't advance, still, still go party. You gotta be careful with the language now. <laughs> you know, I'm still feeling the effects. He's, he's a wonderful made. human. He's a wonderful human. He uh, he's very enthusiastic towards life, and he uh, uh, appreciates any enthusiasm towards life he can have. Help him. Yeah. But I do legit want to say that I love Dan Wianco on record. I honestly... Even, oh, go ahead. Even if I didn't, that was a banger set. If I had advanced and Dan didn't, I would have felt like shit. You know what I mean? It's just not, not, I would have, not, I would have felt like shit. I would have been like, man, I know how hard Dan's been working. I know what it's like. To have to find childcare or babysitter just so you can go do a shitty mic to like, you know, to ask your significant other to pick up the slack at home because you want to go and triple dip this week because your content. And, you know, I saw him and I knew, I knew, 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 knew how important, how much labor and how much love he put into that set. And I'm, I'm stoked he fucking crushed it, crushed it. And I'm so happy I was able to fix the contest so he would go through, so... Uh, and then the fire marshal came in the form of Joseph Gabriel. Oh my god. And uh, I have some theories, but I'm gonna protect all parties involved. Um, you know, the fire alarm went off. We don't need to, we don't need to get in that mystery. I'm gonna go team goth girl in the ladies room. I That's why. Yeah, I, there was a bachelor party. I think the, uh, I think there was some, uh, vaping going on. A lot on of suspects. In the women's a lot restroom. of suspects. Um, but you did half a set. How long, how much did you get through a set? Maybe it's three quarters How of many times in the contest has a set been interrupted and restarted? Take us to this moment, Mr. Posse. You were there. You saw it all. You had to stall for time. You fixed it. You made it happen. How did you do it? Uh, I mean, he was up there and Nick said, so they have this meeting with you before the contest starts where Nick, uh, the second most important usher, and helium says to people, hey, um, one of the rules is if there's a technical difficulty, don't worry about it. We'll just restart your time. But it went on excessively. It was a fucking fire alarm. But here's the thing. That set pre-fire alarm was fine. That's what I heard. Post-fire alarm? It was fire. It was just like... Exponentially better. And, I mean, not to toot my own horn, but a little Adam Posse re-intro. Yes. Don't hurt nobody, no ever. Never did. And so I, I, I came out when it felt like the fire alarm was being a lot. And I was like, hey, man, you know what? Just go backstage, I'll deal with this, and then we'll give you back your time. And right when I said that, the alarm stopped, and I was like, or, what was his name again? Joseph. Joseph Gabriel. Or, Joseph Gabriel, everybody! Momentum. And uh, the fire momentum, we recovered, and then this is like, I was waiting for this, because, you know, I, I knew, um, I knew Dan was likely to have a good set. And I was hoping that, like, by the time Dylan Carlino, who was next after the fire alarm, was done, that that, that, that house was, was well lit. 
And Dylan, love him, love him. He knows this, but he, he, you got mental, you know, you got to take care of yourself. And he was psyching himself, he was psyching himself up with the whole um, storyline of, oh my goodness, you guys, I have no idea what I'm going to say. I have no idea what I'm going to say. What am I going to do? I have barely been doing this since the pandemic, and we're like, everyone's like, shut the fuck up. You don't need to say anything. You're charismatic and a great haircut. You're golden. And we were right. He was golden. He was short. He absolutely destroyed that crap. Yeah, people loved him. So I had a wave to surf. I was next. I I broke one of my own rules. Is you know if you're gonna comment on something, be the first one to comment on or comment on it right afterwards. It was still <laughs> close enough. The first thing I said was fire marshal call. Apparently we got a hot crowd, and that was a three second little splash. That got a laugh, and it was like, boom, game on. This is what I came here to do. This is why I've been forsaking my family, putting my marriage on the rocks. This is why I taught myself how to play ukulele in one month. And uh, I ranted on ukuleles. I unzipped my cardigan and revealed a ukulele. I do like the who is it for. Who is it for? Who is ukulele camp for? Children? Adults? Kids? Who knows? So I, in my brain, I was like, if I just do a weird alti ukulele bit... That's a one note thing, but I need to, need to, the setup, <laughs> the setup has to prove to the audience, like, oh, he's more, he's not just doing a half-assed. During COVID, I tried to learn a new skill, and here it is. It's like, no, 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 there's, there's jokes. It's all tied together. And I wanted the feeling of, you know, you know this. All comedians want to be rock stars. That's why I love karaoke. All rock stars, we've seen it, want to be comedians. I think that music and laughter... All cages want to be employed. Side notes. They do. Bing, bang, boom, bang. I'm sorry. I tried to joke. It's fine. I mean, my set happened, and it was the best set I've had in years. It was... um, Scored very high on the Brendo meter. 34. Yeah. Biased, of course. I did not pick you to move on. I'm just being honest. As a friend, I will say this. It is uh, probably my favorite thing that you've done since the OG uh, uh, history of the crazy name uh, Goat Sucker Boys days. Like, Les Chupacabras. And those are good jokes. That set was one of those that was a set I, I hung on to too long. Um, but uh, I'm glad that I, I came this year with something hot and fresh. Uh, it had to be something like that because I still don't get out as much as I would like to. But the nice thing about being a musical act is you can practice your parody song at home for hours. Uh, my daughter helped me write that song and, would, and requests it when we're sitting around the house. She loves it. And I will say this, comedians, if you ever uh, find yourself having uh, a moment of, ah, shucksness, you know, it was my contest heat didn't go the way I wanted to. Make a baby. Find a baby. You can, it's like, I came home to a baby sleeping. The next morning I got up early and was going to a park. And it's like, how can I be bummed at all? One, it was an amazing magical night, even after the contest. And two, it's like, dude, I'm doing okay. I got a baby. My brother's safe. Portland comedy is, I feel as positive and kind of exciting and we're all in this together as, as it's ever felt for me in a lot of ways. 
Um, so yeah, it was a great night, even even with the uh, the results. Um, I think you should feel proud of your set. And even if I didn't realize, you clearly and the audience clearly had a great time. They did. They did. Um, Sean Francis went after me, had to follow them. No one wants to follow a guitar comic, even if it's a good tiny guitar. Um, I immediately went outside and chain smoked, um, for the next hour. Very nice guy. He was fine. Yeah, he was fine. I I don't recall. Uh, and then the third advancer, um, came up, Maricha Halprek, who I had Who's, who's hilarious, has I, amazing jokes about cats, has a charming presence, and it's like, that's another thing, like, what would be your, like, bullet-pointed, you know, tagline in your notes for Maricha? She talked about being a cat lady, Thank and you. radioactive cat shit. That's, radioactive cat shit. Yeah, um... Detailed, I, true to life, great set. I, I've known Maricha for a couple years, and, um... She's, yeah, it's just this lean in to where, like, it's a potentially hacky thing. Like, I'm a cat lady, you know, I'm, I, I'm alone. I have cats. But her reasons for being alone, the, the radioactive cat shit thing is so ridiculous, but like, obviously true. Yeah. Like, it was, it, I, I love. That's one of my sets of the competition. Cause, it, like, I've been watching Maricha work for a while, and that, that, that's my favorite thing that happens in this competition. It's when they very, all pull it together. It's a very imperfect thing, but to watch, a lot of times people are gonna not get what they should in this competition. But to watch the culmination of all their efforts come together and create this Beautiful fucking set is my favorite thing about no, this. No, I think you know my first instincts when seeing my round. You know, just reading just the grid a month before it even happens. I'm like, oh shit, Dan Bianco. Oh shit, Chris Johnson. Oh shit, Dylan Carlino. Then I'm like, oh, Maricha. Fuck. <laughs> like this is not getting any easier. And I, I hope this is Maricha's coming out party. I love it. I love when that happens. Um, and I just want to say, you know, you're welcome. You know, me and Dylan created a great, 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 great <laughs> audience for you to coast into the best set of your life. Um, we're now Facebook friends. Um, but yeah. And then another heartbreaker, another no show, no Drew Baca. I wrote cards for everyone that was there. And it was so sad that I couldn't. Give a card. So I have a Drubaka card. I have a card saying, hey, good luck, man. This is our night. So is that of your own volition? Or is it because I told you about the Todd Basil thing? No, I told you on the podcast I was stealing that, and I'm a man of my word, and I did. You can steal good vibes from yeah. other comics well, if you man, want to. I'll also continue to. Yes. All comics, ever. Um, but I would have loved to have seen Drubaka. There are some theories. Do you have a Drew Baca theory? Is it Drew Grizzly in a in a I'm Mickey pretty mask? confident it was Drew Grizzly. I don't know why he didn't show up, uh, but like I'm pretty confident Drew Baca was Drew Grizzly. Maybe he was like, "Hey, I hear the 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 funny guys this this round aren't even showing up." So, so it did allow me my contest. That's Drew Baca. Oh, 
He has his headshot. It's not Drew Grizzly. It's a boring white dude who needs a COVID haircut. Drew Drew Baca. I don't want to believe that. I'm I'm, I'm going to believe that's Drew Grizzly. Yeah, that that's a mask on Drew Grizzly out there putting white people's faces on helium websites. That that's what I need. It might not be true, but and then clo- closing out closing out Tuesday. Uh, one of my favorite. New comedians that, that I've seen since I started preparing for this set. Uh, fucking love this guy. Fucking the garages. Fucking love Ike's. Ike's. Ike's is another guy. I'm like, uh, well, Ike's. I came into this knowing Chris Johnson, knowing these are funny people. And then, cause I've seen what works sometimes in the contest is being in the moment, you know. Getting off the, this is my joke, this is my next one, I've been preparing this for months. And I knew that Ike's has it in him just to be like, fuck, what's up everybody? And then just like talk to the crowd and then do some jokes about his seven kids. And and then do like a joke about, you know, how great his dick is to a standing ovation almost. And so I'm like, Ike's, if it's a hot crowd, if he closes last, he, he could go through. How did, how did Ike's do on the Brendo meter? I think he did really pretty really well. Don't, I don't doubt that for a second. No, he, he just, had an amazing set. He he had one of those sets where, like, uh, I wanted to talk to him more after he didn't go through because, like, uh, the contest is the contest. It's flawed. I, I in the words of James Hartenfeld, it's a failure. Contest fails comedian. I don't believe in that. Nah, you can be hot about it. I get it. I, get I it. mean, show me a whack contest winner if that's how you feel then. Mm. Show me one who can't murder. Yeah. yeah. It's not the end all be all, but it, 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 it's a compromise. It's a compromise. We're trying to quantify art. Yeah. We're quantifying art in this contest. No. There are comedians, and I get this argument, there are comedians that are like, I'm, I'm never doing a contest. I would never do a comedy contest because that's not what comedy is. And it's like, yeah, I see that. But also, I see a great night of bringer shows that function as a lot of people feeling like they're crushing a comedy club one night a year or two nights a year or three nights a year. I've always looked at it this way. I mean, you were there together when I started. I'm just scrapping it out at bars where no one gives a fuck about comedy. This is your reward for that. But I can go to Helium and have 300 people be there to tell jokes. Be there to hear jokes. And 300 in that room? Did the fire marshal know about that? Whatever judgment or whatever comes down on that, I don't give a shit about. It's the set. The contest is the set for me. Like, I, I've, I lost this shit six times before, and I only cared about it once, and it wasn't because I lost it, because I had a bad set yeah. in the finals. I've had a couple nights where, out of the ten ones I've not done well at. Uh, I'm a brag. I'm a brag. Bigger number. But bigger right. number creasy in the building. Most, most years, I trick myself into thinking, I think this is my night, but I've had one year where I was like, this wasn't it. <laughs> And that those are those are lessons too. It's like getting bounced in the first round and then coming back and winning the championship. Shout out to Giannis. Um, although they didn't make it to the second round. Anyway, this is not a. But talking about Ike's, talking about Ike's, I like Ike's. That I set like Ikes. was phenomenal, and I loved it. And 
I've, the first time I saw him was in a very specific situation. It was a tribute show that Jinx put on at the East Side Bar and Grill. I love those shows. And, uh, um. I love how Hijinks gives fire for new comedians to play with. And it sounds yeah. like. And it sounds like Ike's got some fire to play with in Elvin Gold. Before it was Ike's East Side. I just did do something that I don't love in comics doing the competition is they reference the competition. Oh, cause he did the whole like, I'm black, vote for Ike's. But he did it hilariously. Yeah. The joke was high quality, but, and it's a personal preference thing. I just like, yeah, it's a competition. Don't say, and you know what? It, it's very much a comedy style thing. It's like, don't ask people to vote for you in a voting situation. Just be you and let the votes fall where they may. Which is a really ridiculous way to be. But that being said, I, I, if you're asking me, if I had my druthers, competition comics wouldn't mention the competition. And that's all. Yeah, well, I mean... You can take your druthers. And I'm not right or wrong in that. I'm just saying, like, that's you know, it my takes preference. me. But when, when, when it's referenced well, it kind of is giddy. It's like when they say when they say Point Break in the movie Point Break, when they say the name of the title in the movie, sometimes you're like, Ugh! Sometimes the- you're like, oh, you guys are Fast and Furious. I don't think they've ever... Have they done it in Fast and Furious? I don't know, but if they did it, that like, like they're, save, they're saving that one for the Jurassic Park crossover. That's, that's an excellent correlation made, though, is like if they say the title of the movie and the title of the movie. And to Ike's, to Ike's, to Ike's credit, like, I'm not saying he did it. It was brilliant the way he did it. It was hilarious. But that, they that we're always... a comedy contest consulting company here. Sometimes the consulting, you know, we gotta deliver the tough news. Puts a hitch in my crawl. <sighs> also, I'm not the end all be all. No. So we're gonna do Wednesday lightning round. Wednesday lightning round. I wasn't there. Um, shout out. <coughs> I uh, I took my my sad for a few minutes self after my contest set to the one and only Tuesday open mic to celebrate. I didn't know this, but it was the deal. Uh, I was at Sookie's, saw a couple old, old timers there to celebrate the life and times of Richard Bain. Uh, I went very last at my own open mic. Riley McCarthy was guest hosting. There were two tables, two full tables of real audience members. Yeah, it was hot. That's wild. Dan Weber, uh, thought he was closing, but I was like, you know what? I need to challenge myself on a challenging night for me. I followed Dan Weber, was very shouty, um, but did good. For, for what is possible. I don't know, should I try and talk over Brendan coughing or let's let it play out? I don't know. Anyway, Sorry. let's do a lightning round before Brendan's voice dies. Wednesday, July 21st. This happened tonight. What was the intro tonight? I wasn't there. It was this person has a full name, something about their name. No, no. That was, oh, we are talking about tonight. Yeah, we're on tonight. Uh, yeah, so we had two no-shows, and both of them had initials in their names. J. Remy, Chuck B. J. Remy and Chuck B. And so I made the intro, 
By the way, I'm very fastly running out of intros. So if there are podcast listeners that want to suggest an intro... Yeah, name that intro. We're name collective. that intro. We help tag each other's jokes all the time. Help help make the contest funnier. Give Adam Posse a funny intro. Here's Brendan's intro. <coughs> this is so unprofessional. It's driving me crazy. We're going to have to re-record this whole thing. I'm sorry. We're going to have to start over. Are you serious right now? Nah, dude, we're too lazy to restart. Who cares about a couple <laughs> coughs, bro? I like the coughing. Also, oh, like... Brendan has COVID now. If you were serious, out of spite, I would have made the next intro just coughing. <laughs> Which I'm not guaranteeing isn't going to happen before this is over. Your next... <clears throat> you, we'll call it the Johnny Sex tribute intro. Because Yo, Johnny we'll Sex s- is out. Johnny Sex is out. I got all the hot dish. Ooh. I get the I get the advanced lists now. How do you know Johnny Sex is done? I've talked to him. Johnny Sex thought it would be too much sex up top and didn't want to spoil the whole evening of comedy, so Johnny Sex opted to remain absent from the contest. Uh, you know, I want to say whether whether it's Chris, whether it's, you know, if you drop out, you know, it's kind of haha. No, it's not like that. It's if you feel for your own well, mental wellness that not doing the contest, regardless of the stakes, regardless of how important it is to you and your friends, support, you know, take, take the night off. So even though I'm disappointed that Indiana Skies dropped out of last night's contest, Indiana Skies was. even though we won't get to see Johnny Sex this year, um, if you, if you need to pop, pop. If you need to drop, drop. There we go. But this, tonight's, uh, you know, I don't know, what did you want to just go with the top three from tonight? Also, if you're living your life right, you will see Johnny Sex. Yes, you got to. Outside of the helium stage. You don't need helium for Johnny Sex. Johnny Sex is a comedian who's on uh, next week's set, who unfortunately, we got the advanced news, won't be um, competing this year in the Sex Olympics. Yeah, we had Chase, Thomas, and Brian Bixby. And, and my intro was based on... Three uh, men. Comics that didn't show up, Jay Remy and Chuck B. And so my intro was, your next comic has a fully spelled out name like an adult, which was a jab at the comics who no-show. And no versatile shade, but also relevant. And I'm running out of intros, so... We need more intros. How was your fake SNL intro? Can you steal Wilbur's? Who did that one? I can't do that. I can't do Wilbur's. 2014 decided decisively that I can't do Wilbur. There you go, yeah. For the second funniest person, 2014. Um, was one name Adam? Did Adam go? After yeah, Adam was a suit boy. Suit, oh, okay, we gotta talk about, not, not to be confused with Suit Man of Suit Man Productions, the tightest curl in the biz. Uh, there was a, a young man named Adam in a suit, I yeah. take it? I wasn't there. I was at a park with my child tonight. He talked about <laughs> real estate. That was his opener? Real estate. So I thought he was like a realtor or just some like, I don't know. And he might have been. Side note, yeah, do, you, do you want a realtor who puts their face on their signs or no? I say no. It's about the house, not your face, not your headshot on my on my on my lawn. Um, I uh, this 
conversation is out of my pay grade for sure. How'd Bixby do then? Good enough? Set of the night. Easy. Set of the night. Bixby was great. To, yeah, Bixby but still. Bixby had the number one on the Brendo meter. But still, overall, you know, there was so many people dropping out Wednesday night, probably the least attended. It was very low attended. So the, la- very, the Brendo meter, low. the Brendo meter is just an objective, um, I personally had a tough time tonight. I, I would, uh, I don't know. My Brendo- favorite thing that's happened during the contest happened tonight. There was like a lull and Adam's, like Adam like had a lull and this woman just very, ver- very audibly was like, he's so funny. <laughs> and I was like, is that a plant? <laughs> Yeah, it was my mom, dude. Was that Jay Remy? <laughs> um, other advancers tonight, as Brennan mentioned, Chase. I've, 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 uh, I've lost a prelim set, not advancer in a Chase round, because Chase writes jokes and has lots of them, and they're good, so. We talked about this at the bar before we came here to do this podcast. Uh, Chase, I think, is a, a very, Undervalued commodity in Portland comedy. You have I a think sweet spot for the one-liners. It, it but it's not a one-liner cat yeah. though. He he gets. He just has lots of jokes. Yeah, he, he, he just writes. He just writes. He writes comedy shorter with. jokes, and um, I think he's very funny. I think um, he tied on the Brendo meter with Bixby. That's a good set, then. I don't agree with that, though. It's the Brendometer. You can't argue with it. I don't think the Brendometer accounts for the size of the pop. It does. And also, it does tonight, also tonight, you know, I'll say I this. Sometimes give extra tips. I think this is one of Chase's weaker PFP performances. He went, he went second. That's sometimes hard. They're not, they're not up yet. Well, especially the guy that went first was like another older gentleman. He didn't have a rough set. That guy was did all right. fun. Yeah, Stephen he did Amen. Pretty, he, did, he, had, Amen. he had 22 on the... That's good. Meter, yeah. on he a, talked about VR porn a lot. He did talk about VR porn. It, 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 there was this moment, so I wasn't... Uh, by the way, a little behind the scenes, uh, when there's no shows on the list, finding the next comic to go up can be hurting fucking cats. Oh, mm-hmm. yeah. We do that at Sookie's. And I was running around looking, cause like, I don't want someone to miss, I, if you don't go through MPFP, I want it to be because you just didn't do well enough. And everyone did great, and you were the, you know, not great enough. I at least want you to be there for your spot. I don't want it to be because you should have been in the green room, but instead you were in the Hawthorne bar. So I'm running around helium upstairs just looking for motherfuckers whenever there's a no-show. And, uh, but I got back in the room, I grabbed the next comic, and there's a very, very elderly man talking about VR porn. And I don't know if he addressed it in his set, but my biggest thing was like, wait, this dude knows how to use a VR? <laughs> Because I'm 40 and I'm shit with computers. It was one of the ones, the VR that he mentioned was one of the ones that doesn't require a computer. So Brendan, Brendan's down with the VR world. And of course, uh, thir- third semi-finalist from Wednesday's night, Lundy. Thomas Lundy. 
Monday. Uh, I have a very close. How close would his set have done in Philadelphia? One of his mom's shows. <laughs> <laughs> we love you, Lindy. This one better, better. Uh, Lundy's been a very close personal friend of mine for quite some time, and we had a conversation about a month ago about how, and I don't agree with all of the things that he hinged on tonight about. Uh, um, Is he hinging? He's hinging. What's hinging? I. I'm trying to be as open without revealing things. Oh, okay. You said. So, I, I I don't agree with how much he hinged on making it through tonight. Oh, okay. Yeah. But I will say this. I know how much this was going to mean to him. And I love him. And I know how hard he's worked on it. And when I opened the envelope tonight, I literally got choked up when I saw his name. But I still had the wherewithal to save it for last because I'm a real piece of shit. Because I want my friends to live in suspense. And um, I, I, I was really happy to call his name out tonight. Probably Knowing that made it sting for me even harder because I was like, oh man... Well, I don't know. I'm over. I'm over nine. Oh. Maybe, maybe he'd give me a sweetheart and like just say right away. So I was like, nope, he didn't do it. And I was like, but he, he saves the people he loves for the end. Maybe it's me. But, oh, no. There's caveats to that. I would have done you first. <laughs> you say that now. Now we'll never know. Now we'll never know unless you're guest hosting because someone can. I mean, this, do this Delta strain can still save my title this year. Can. That's Come on, Delta. <laughs> I'm gonna do it. Uh, April, I love April just as a presence, and she's she funny too. So April's she was great. in, um, but I think I saw her at um, for the first time post pandemic uh, at Kelly's, and this was like last Sunday, and I was like, "Yep, back out first time." I was like, "Oh shit!" And then when I found out, "Yo, your contest is like three days later." But I, I mean, she's such a fucking. She figured out a lot pre pandemic. Yeah, April's yeah, very solid. And April's been very consistent in this competition. Um, I don't, I don't, I mean, it's PFP, so I don't know the advancements has reflected that, but April has very consistently shown growth. And April's a comic who I would feel comfortable booking in Southeast Portland, you know, where the cool kids play, but it's like, oh shit, who, who, who do I think can, can do well in Oregon City or, you know, um, in West Lynn, it's like, well, fucking April does good everywhere. I love April. No, April. I was born in April. My wife was born in April. And also, known for a minute, wonderful human being. Wonderful. Phenomenal human being. Also, we're going to extend the virtues. Uh, Dope husband, too. April's crushing it. I love it when I'm thinking of Dan Leonco's wife. Brendan has to pee. Who else do we have? We're going to wrap it up. We're wrapping it up. Who else do we want to shout out? Brennan's coughing and pissing. It's it's ten to three a.m. We love the contest so much. We love Portland comedy so much. Derek Brown talked about nipples. Derek Brown talked about nipples. This was a dark horse. I heard from people on I that go watch out for this guy, and he came out with nipples. I'm gonna pee my pants. Can we just pause the recording? Let Brendan pee. He has to re-edit. No, we're I almost done, it. you guys. We're almost done. I can pause it. What are we gonna do? Come back and be like, and we're done? 
What else do we have to talk about? I'm gonna pee my pants. I Go want pee you to too. Go pee, bro. Go no, pee, bro. I'm pee after you. And we're back. <laughs> and we're back. We all just peed. I didn't pee. That potty break brought to you by almost soon to be sponsor Artichoke Music. Support local music stores. Support Artichoke. You need a microphone. You need a mic. You need a mic stand. You need a ukulele. Check it out right off of Southeast Powell. Nice. Nice. So we pretty much did it. We, we wrapped up three nights of the, of the contest. Whew. There are, you know, between, there are nine more dreamers whose dream is still alive. We got two more, two more quarterfinals for the semis. Uh, that start in August. Um, coming up, uh, next week, there's some good names, some unfortunate names, the, the longest name in the contest. If, if you were, if I were buying, if I were to have asked you to buy tickets for one round in the entire contest when the lists were posted, I would have said Tuesday, July 27th. Oh yeah, for sure. Uh, well, this seven. list started with Johnny Sex. Started with Johnny Sex. It's got John Gallucci. It's got Benjamin Leva. It's got Kelly Irwin, Sam Whiteley, Ajay Diwale, Melina Best, Amanda Lindiel, and of course, something, if this, if this one cancels, I'm quitting comedy. He's not gonna cancel. I'm Papa Gino Gambino, I'm Agabam Gabagulio. Cannot wait for their set. As well as Cam, we've got a one-namer, Cameron. One place bets on if Cameron shows up. Cameron. Well, if he doesn't, I know what my answer will be for the night. Yeah, we need we need two more hot intros at least. Um, hit us up on the pod. Um, but yeah, we did it. We recapped three nights in four days. My contest is over, uh, except for this podcast. I will say, uh, after it all, I do have one piece of sage wisdom. Um, if you find yourself um, at a specifically a contest show. Um, and if your set involves uh, a prop or something like a ukulele, just remember that you have the entire 20-minute-plus stall set to take it and put that shit in the car. Because the last thing you want to do, I did not know this before last night, is uh, have the benediction, the, hey, friends, thanks for coming. Oh, I thought I did good, too, with a fucking ukulele hanging around <laughs> your neck. Like the saddest little Gallagher albatross. Uh, but I, I, I wore it loud and proud. <sighs> I'm, I, I haven't taken the ukulele out of my car. I didn't even bring it into Sookie's. I, I did the ukulele bit with mouth ukulele. Actually, I'm going to go the opposite direction. Hard disagree. Own it. Stand by your uke. Go down with the ship. Support the uke. No matter yeah, you're how... Like, you're like you're like you're saying you're done with the ukulele. I don't know. Done. It, it broke my heart. Oh. No, I can't be done because my daughter loves it. And you got an electric one. I have you haven't even really busted yeah, out yet. I, got to, I, was, I, I was saving my electric one for no, not you can't plug in during the contest. But they're, they're, just watch out. I have more than one uke now. So comedy scene, um, you better. I hear that. I hear that there's other ukulele players on the scene now. I hear Lee Henton's fucking around with the ukulele. Maybe we gotta combine our forces. This is Brett Baker's on guitar now doing you doing guys songs. Do like a it's it's the awesome. age of it's this age of old men doing musical comedy. But anyway, last set of uh, the preliminaries Wednesday. I you might want to skip that one. 
<laughs> no one cares about Jake Silverman and his opener, Brendan Creasy. Jake has to follow you. What can you do to submarine Jake? Brendan, are you second to last? No, there's one more after Jake. But he's got a sweet spot, nine. So if if the contest trends is, is going to be true, he'll be going up sixth. <laughs> but towards the end, there's also whew, one big great name, Misguided Merman, not crossed off yet, going up third on Wednesday, July 28th. Um, and, of course, Jaron. Jaron George. Shout out to Jaron. Yeah. Lance I'll Edward. Ooh, that's a stacked one. I'll say this about Misguided Merman. Um, Better than aluminum foil guy? That guy sucks. One of the things uh, I look for in the contest is kind of like uh, the people who will fail spectacularly. Misguided Merman is just a normal dude telling normal jokes. He's just doing his best. And, uh, like, uh, horrible, horrible, unfortunate stage name choice. But, Misguided, uh, you might say? <laughs> for a merman, at least. Ooh, and Eric Island. It's gonna be a great show Wednesday, bro. I can't wait. Posse needs the, needs the money. He can't wait. You know I do. I'm getting nervous of like this stacked lineup I'm going against. Who cares, dude? No one expects you to do this. Always about the set. I just gotta give my best so I have a good take. How many times have we have we have we punched it up? Have we we've been tinkering with it? It's beautiful. I love your set. The the manager of the club, uh Nick, he um he tends to write things on the envelope when he pays you. And um, the first time I worked at the club, after I had the the worst set I've ever had in the competition, it's the only one that's ever hurt me because, like, I really only care about the set. But I had a really bad set in the finals in 2018, and it really hurt me, and and, and it uh, upset me so much. And then the next time I worked the club, when Nick paid me, he wrote on the envelope. Uh, a wise man only competes against himself. And I stand by that. I stand by that. We're not going to close out this podcast any better than that. Brendo, you think you can top that closing word of wisdom? No. Love you, bro. Love you, bro. Love you, bro. Love you, comedy bros. Y'all are amazing. We did it. Sorry for the delay. It's 3 in the morning. It's 2.59. Cut it.